June 5th. Wow, this has been a complete scramble. I almost can't believe the amount of meetings we've had to have getting all of this sorted out. Between the problems with getting the mining equipment through customs in Gabon and the issues with the floating rig off the coast, I'm surprised we've got it all done. But thankfully, the weather has been nice here or we might have had to suspend operations. But it looks like the weather cell that's affecting China right now might wrap around us and affect us at the end of all this, but fingers crossed. We're predicting the weather 14 to 20 days out isn't always the most accurate. This is exciting though. I feel like my whole career has led to this expedition. I am really surrounded by extremely talented colleagues and I'm really so proud of what we've accomplished in such a short amount of time. This just goes to show that a clean and efficient operations line can really make the difference in a time of stress. Well, wheels up tomorrow and I need to get back to pack. End of audio log four. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is Brandon. And this is Blake. And we are your host here at the Sticky Buttons Podcast. It's Man, a pretty it's, chill video game podcast where we talk about the games we love. And I'm sorry for cutting you off there, Brandon. It's been a while, man. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's been a while since we've done one of these. It feels like it. Yeah, it has been a minute. And honestly, that is like, thanks thanks to all you listeners for uh, letting us do this every other week. It is, it is really, we've really been enjoying our summer out here. And it has been a breath of fresh air. And we really, yeah. we really appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that it has been a hot boy summer. So. It has been a hot boy summer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, just, guys. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, dude, it's been great, man. I, I personally, I just, uh, just did some, did some deadlifts, and then I went and uh, hit up the paddleboard out in Michigan. So the world got to see my chest, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's I was awesome, out there having man. a good time, man. That's good. That's good. You gotta you gotta put some work in. You gotta put some work in and get out there. Breathe some fresh air in. Get some vitamin D. It's really important. It is, man. It is, man. I'm actually, dude. I don't know if you can tell. I got a little bit of scruffier going on on my face. Yeah, I I can see that, man. I can see that. You usually having, don't let it grow on. No, I don't. I've just been having so much fun out here. I haven't had time to shave it. But <laughs> you've just been forgetting. If you've been, you haven't been at work at all, have you? I did take a couple of days off. Me and my girlfriend, we went to a, a wedding in Iowa and which I guess real quick, shout out to Iowa city. There was, a, I was, I was surprised at the amount of stuff there was to do there. And we actually, we were going to leave Iowa city at like noon on Sunday. So like yeah. the wedding was on Saturday. We were going to leave, leave Iowa city at around noon on Sunday. And we were like, Hey, you know what? Actually, if we stayed three more hours, we could get everything done. We wanted to do. And we did. And it was a great time. That's amazing. You guys, you guys really got to like see the city. Mm -hmm. We really got to see it all. So I was like, I I was like, if we stay three more hours, I'll feel like I'll never need to come back here. So (laughs) it was a, it was a one and done kind of thing, but you got got your closure and packed your bags and moved on to the next city. Yeah. It was actually, man, I haven't posted it on my IG yet, but I, me and Aaron, we took a beautiful picture when there was like a double rainbow out in, out in Iowa. So that's a, that's a primo pick that we got out on. Day oh, man. man, you guys, you guys just stay getting the good flicks. Dude, man, we get really lucky and I got to give a lot of that's a lot of that's out to her. She's got an eye for it. So she's got the photographer. eye. 
Yeah, she's good. And that's a lot of pressure on me as the Instagram boyfriend. You know, sometimes I can't get, sometimes I just can't get the good pics. <laughs> <laughs> You're just there like, oh, how do I get, how do I get a good pic? I've been there. I just have to think of good, a good photo. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and just click the clicks. Yeah. But really quick, I did want to say on our posting every other week, by this time this episode comes out, it will be August and our first YouTube video will be out, which will be the pathless video that I am still working on. And hey, let me tell you, it's it's going to be a long one. I'm probably only going to talk for like, it's not completely done yet, but like eight to 10 minutes. And there, it's going to be like a 40 minute video. And like, hey, I, I've spent like five hours working on this at this point. And I'm just kind of going to say, like, it's like a diminishing return on the investment. So <laughs> sorry, folks, it's it's not the best uh, first YouTube video, but I hope that you enjoy it. There's definitely something out there for you. And me and Brandon, I've actually been talking about this a little bit. And with us doing something every other week, you're actually going to be getting more from us. I know that it's not necessarily in the podcast medium. But normally you'd only get one episode from us per week, which would just be, I guess, like four episodes a month. And so that's going to be that's going to be taken back to two episodes a month. But then Brandon and I are also going to be either streaming or uploading to YouTube. So that's the same amount of content. And then we're also doing um, a Patreon bonus only episode. So also, by the time this comes out, our first Patreon bonus episode will be out. And do you want to shout out what that's going to be, Brandon? The Patreon bonus, I actually don't remember what it was oh. going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super excited about it. Um, it's about Loki. Season one. Oh, oh I, I thought you were referring to something else. Okay. The Loki bonus. Yeah. And Loki finished, right? Like, it's just this one season and that's it. It's over. Yeah, just the one season for now. Which, have you ended up, have you, at this point in time, have you finished the last episode? Not yet. No. You really should, because I don't want, I don't, I, I actually, for the listeners out there, I sent him a, a YouTube video that was like theories on like the last episode of Loki. And then I was like, oh my God, dude, like I was talking to him and he didn't, he hadn't seen it. And I was like, well, don't look at the YouTube video. It's got like spoilers in the title of the YouTube video. So yeah, I, I felt kind of bad, but I don't think he saw it. So because <laughs> we came up with this idea like a while back and, and we were I was like, okay, I was already episode three into Loki, but I hadn't watched it too well. So I decided to rewatch it. And now I'm on episode two. But I think I might just skip and go to see episode six because we're going to record soon. I mean, you got time. You got time, man. Definitely put the time in because it's it's insane, dude. The twists and turns in that. Yeah, I really wanted to understand it. It seems like there's so much going on with like the time variance authority and like the, the timeline and just the variants and, and Loki is just a tricky like guy. He's a tricky like dude. Whole, I feel like the whole plot is a trick, honestly. And honestly, it really is, man. And hey, we should save it. We should save it for our Patreon bonus episode. So <laughs> if you want to yeah. hear more about us <laughs> talk about Loki, you can support us on Patreon. The link to that is going to be in the episode description and the other episode descriptions of the last couple episodes. And honestly, like you can just support us for as little as $1. I mean, that's, I mean, if you can, if you can give that much, that would be a huge help to us. Yeah. We'd and, appreciate that greatly. And, yeah. and like we so said, checking it out. yeah, at least, at least, yeah, just give it a look, um, see if it's something for you. And, you know, we, we have talked about this a little bit on the pod before, but 
we we do pay for this out of our own pocket, which like we're fine with because I mean we're gonna check out a lot of the, these video games anyways. But then we kind of realize that we, we don't really have time to edit it. So when we we would we would love to get it to the point where um, the Patreon can at least sustain the editing of the podcast, which is really what really what we love. So also on this like I guess while we're taking care of business out here, please follow us on Instagram because we had a little bit of like a it wasn't really like a tech issue, but we kind of had some issues getting this last last podcast episode out. And if you're if you were paying attention, it's a uh, the Sticky Buttons podcast first retcon as we changed our voice actress for our intros. So if um, if you noticed that we were a little bit late, that's why. And I was gonna post an update on our Instagram, but then I kind of realized that we've never really done that before. So if you want to follow us on Instagram at the Sticky Buttons Pod. We're going to be posting updates. Like if we have any updates to post, we're going to be posting there from here on out. And when we're streaming, we're just going to, I mean, we don't know how much of a notice we'll be able to give, but please like, that's where I think we're going to be posting those, like, like probably just some on our story, like, Hey, we're going to stream or Brandon or Blake's going to stream at whatever time. And maybe the, even the game. So that we're going to be streaming. So that's kind of where we're at with that. So please follow us on Instagram so you can be up to date on that. And yeah, dude, I think I'm ready to get into some stuff, some podcast yeah. stuff, man. I'm ready to jump right into it, man. Let's let's do it. Let's do a deep dive right into Pokemon Go. That's our topic for the week, baby. Pokemon Go. Can I actually can I can I take a pit? Can I take a pit curve? A pit stop? Talk about something else really quick first. A quick one, Blake. Just a, a quick very one. quick it'll be, one. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. So in two episodes ago, we talked about LegoCon and how I was speculating that we'd get a video game announcement for Lego Star Wars. Um, we did not, but you totally should check out LegoCon if you're into Lego because they had some really cool stuff about like Lego stuff on there. I didn't even know this about LegoCon, man, or Legos, but did you know that they have like like the the guy that's been to the International Space Station. They had they like had him assemble a Lego set in zero G. And there's like a video out there on YouTube. I did not know that, but that's really I think that's a great science experiment because it, how did it work? Yeah, I don't know. I think that I mean like they basically saw, saw like a clip of him. Uh, they like showed a clip of him like ripping the bag open and all the pieces go everywhere, and then him like kind of like looking at the camera like oh fuck like i should have known that was gonna happen and he's like i in that moment i knew i fucked up <laughs> but it was that was when really, you say they, they go everywhere like they like scatter like extremely or ex- like they're like, just yeah. there, like no because he like vigorously rips them open and you see it just like it expands well, like so much because he's in zero g and there's no there's nothing resisting those pieces from just flying everywhere and it was pretty cool like just to see like i didn't see the whole video but they basically like eventually like they showed like him completing it. And I don't remember his first name, but it's his last name is Kelly. And he's the guy that did like the whole year up in space. He's the guy that has the twin and they're both like astronauts. So they were like the perfect experiment for one of them to stay up in space for a whole year and, and come down. So that was pretty cool. Also they have their, they made an announcement that they're making Lego bricks out of recycled bottles now, which is pretty cool. And they, like you can't buy them. It's kind of just an update. Like, Hey, we have them and they like functionally, they work and stuff and they still have like, they meet our, they, we finally found something that meets our like quality control 
of a recycled material for Legos. Um, but they were like, but we don't know how to color them yet. So <laughs> that was kind of like, they're like, we just like, we're really excited about this. And that's kind of like, was about, about it for that. But there's some also cool stuff. Um, but obviously it's disappointing a little bit that they didn't have any Star Wars news or Star Wars or Lego Star Wars gaming news, but it is what it is. And they also like, I was, we we're after that. I was like, then I said that the next thing that we could possibly get some Star Wars gaming news at was EA play live, but they have specifically announced that there will be no Star Wars gaming news announced there. So I'm a little bit sad about that. Cause that means that we're not going to get anything Star Wars for at least another year. Oh man, that's a bummer. It's kind of sad, but it Dude, is that it makes is, me man. so happy though to hear that they figured out like a formula to make the bricks out of recycled bottles. Dude, yeah, that's really cool, man. That's great. That that makes me really happy inside. Yeah, it's cool, man. And also, like they like did this whole tour of like the like the Lego headquarters. I think it's in like Sweden. Man, that thing's cool. You should definitely check out LegoCon. Honestly, it's like it's kind of a big ask because it's like four hours, and it's I mean it's like kind of aimed at adults, yeah, kind of at children. Watching. I think Legos are really really cool. I was about to curse, but that's how that's how cool I think they are, and I, I feel like every kid has had an opportunity to play with Legos, and if you haven't, go out there and get yourself a Lego set. It's, hey man, it's never too late, and like they're like they actually had this like huge part of the presentation, which was like. They, I, I don't remember the name of it, but they had like a specific acronym that they called themselves. And it was like, I'm an adult Lego builder. And that was kind of cool. And then also they shouted out some things that you can do as an adult, like with Legos. And like, they had like some like, like what, like Lego creators that like create stuff for Instagram and like, like all kinds of internet Lego creators. And they also had, oh, they kind of showed what was possible if like you wanted to build your, like, so there were people that like, using existing Legos, they like created their own kit, like of like how to make something. And then that like becomes a f- like officially licensed by the Lego company as like a, a kit that you can buy and build. So like, if you're like, you know, they should make a Game Boy SP Lego set. Like, why don't they have that? Well, you can make that out of Legos and then submit it through this like thing. And you, maybe it'll become like an officially licensed Lego set. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Looked a little lost there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, I got caught up in, in uh, thinking about like how that would work. Yeah. So I think like the example that they used in the video is just like this dude created like a miniature piano out of Legos. And like if you press the button, like a, a pedal like works and it like hits like, I mean, there's no string for it to hit, but like it functionally works the same. And the year before that, there was like a type, like somebody made a typewriter built out of Legos that like functionally works. And it like becomes like this official set that like, and like they, like I think that if you do that, you work with Lego to like say, how do we like build this, you know, like, and then there were also like, they showed like people that were like official Lego builders and like, they like actually make like the Lego sets for a living. And like they kind of like give a glimpse into like their life and it looked pretty cool, man. They looked like a pretty rad person. So I mean for some people like like Legos are awesome, you know. Like that's the Lego thing. yeah, Lego is like a really good hobby. And I could see why. I mean, it just seems so fun. Yeah, definitely. Do you ever freeform? I I don't personally, but I I mean like the people that were on, like that they really heavily featured on that, they definitely do. So I used to have a bunch of Legos here, but I don't really 
I haven't really done it in a while. My parents, they still get me like every year, they get me like a an off brand, like $5, like Lego set that I can like build on my own. And I, I, I think the last one that I built was like this, like, I actually have it up on my shelf right above me, but it's like this little like miniature figure, figure of uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, man, that's about all I had on that. Yeah, dude, I think I'm ready to jump into Pokemon Go, dude. Yes. And I've been so excited to get on this episode. There's so much to cover here. Yeah, man. First off, shout out to Pokemon Go because they had their five-year anniversary, you know, this past past couple of weeks, which is why we were like, oh my God, we have to get, we have to do an episode on this. And like, we personally, like, we both kind of jumped into it a couple of weeks before that anniversary. And I mean, would you like to kind of explain like what your relationship was to Pokemon Go before all this? Like before we started playing for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. We can, maybe uh, we both kind of start off that way, kick it off that way. And we, cause like I have, like, I can tell like a little bit about my experience and then you can kind of give yours and then we can go from there. Okay. I think that's a great way to, to go about it. So I started playing Pokemon Go on launch day. I was really excited for it. I remember following the news before the launch and man, it was, it was even back then, didn't have as many features as now, but it was still really fun. And everyone, I remember at first, it was like a thing where it had just like penetrated the zeitgeist and it seemed like everyone everywhere was playing Pokemon Go. And it was like this really fun thing, especially at school. I remember. Yeah, what, what, what grade were you in this when this happened? Well, I think Pokemon Go was really somewhere around 2016, I want to say. So I must have been like in eighth grade, maybe freshman year of high school. I think uh, I was a junior in high school when it came out. So, yeah, it was it was a really, really good game. But I kind of just got disorganized with my accounts. So I lost one and then I lost another account and then I got banned in another account. <laughs> You would tell me about that one, man. Um, God, dude, I got banned because I was just location location hopping. Basically, I was saying I was somewhere when I wasn't to join in on events. So I would be at Central Park at a certain time to get in and certain raids. And for those who don't know, raids are like you you fight this like really strong Pokemon with a really high combat power, um, and combat power is just a rating like to show the the strength of a pokemon and yeah you team up with a bunch of people to take down this pokemon and then at the end you have an opportunity to catch it and i was doing that um, in different places getting all sorts of legendaries and then i got banned pokemon go eventually it caught up with you it caught up with me and i can i can use that account anymore and that really threw me off the game for for a while there until I mean, that's so much like time spent in something that just like to have to start over, man. Yeah. Until Blake was like, hey, man, we should start playing Pokemon Go for the pod. And I was like, uh, why not? Actually, man, I just want I just wanted to start playing it. And I was like, nobody's playing this right now. I'm like, but I was like, I know Brandon will play it with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pokemon head. Yeah, man. I actually do. This is like. Since I picked it up, man, I've had just a blast, dude. I've had so much fun with it. It's really like, honestly, like it has totally brought like Pokemon into like my daily life. 
And like this like game, I knew it like might be kind of funny because it's like five years ago. And like obviously like, it took the zeitgeist, like took the world by storm. But like this is the most successful, I guess, like version of AR that we have ever seen. Which if you don't know what AR is, it's augmented reality. And like this is like the first time like that like something like this is like ever happened. Like I said, it's like the most successful version of AR ever. And it's really awesome, dude. Cause like straight up, man, like just being in New York, like I can hit like three pokey stops from my apartment and I can like, I, I did eventually figure out how to battle in a gym and I battled the gym while I was doing laundry before I left New York. And I actually have a funny story about a raid and I still don't quite know how the raids work, but I'm still figuring it out. But yeah, man, it's like, it's been so much fun. And like, just the, like, like one time I was like on lunch and like, cause it also shows you like the Pokemon that are near you. And it yeah. said there was like a Pokemon that I wanted at like the corner of like my part or like the opposite like corner of my block. So I like went out of, I sure did go all out, like out of my apartment to another block to catch a Pokemon. And just like having like that kind of like, I guess, connection to my, to the real world is like, like really awesome. And catching it. What? Did you end up catching that Pokemon? Oh yeah. I got it. Awesome. I got it for sure. And then it turns out like I've seen it like so many other places since then, but like, how was I to know? <laughs> But yeah, man, I've had just a great time with it. And it's really been like so fun, man. And actually, like I've caught two shiny Pokemon. And wow. I've like, I've, I've that's kind of why I got it. Like, I was like, I'd, I'd like to see if I can catch a shiny Pokemon. Literally day one, I caught one. So I was like, yes, this is a sign from a sign from the Pokemon uh, legends themselves that I need to be playing Pokemon Go. Because I actually was able just to reactivate my old account. And I guess I'll go into that uh, a little that's bit. Awesome. So when I, I started playing Pokemon Go, like around the time it came out, like everybody, I was so excited for it. And it's, it just sucked for me. Like there's nothing around me in, in Michigan where I am. And like, there's no Pokestops that I can hit anywhere near my house. There's really no way to play it. I think there's like one single gym in my whole town. And like, that sucks. It's, it was terrible. I, I'm honestly like props to me for getting as far as I did. Cause I think I was on level 14 before I deleted it. And also my dad told me, he's like, Hey, we burned through all of our data, our family data plan in, in five days. Cause you're playing Pokemon go. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Thanks dad. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had to, had to delete the app there, but that's like my, that's my biggest criticism of the game, man. If you don't live in a city, it's just not fun. Like there's really nothing to do if you're in a rural environment. And I'm really, I'm really sad that like I had that experience, but then like coming into the city, I mean like well, that re-downloading it while in the city, I was like, Oh my God, this is just a totally different experience. And I personally, like I was blown away. And then coming back home as I'm visiting home, my home right now, I was like, yeah, this sucks. It sucks to play Pokemon go. <laughs> when you're in a rural environment and that's kind of sad, but it's seriously like, it's seriously like that does not take away from the joy that I've had in the city with it. Cause it really has, man. I've like, like I said, I've caught two shinies. I caught a, was it the, the, the steel flying types? Is it Skarmory? Yeah. And that one's, that's a sick shiny. Cause it's like kind of bronze, kind of gold. 
No, yeah, it's a really cool shiny. It's a cool shiny. And I also caught a shiny low toad, which is also like a super sick shiny. Like I didn't, I was like, sometimes like I see those, I don't even click on them. So I'm like, yeah, I know what a low toad is. And I clicked on it. I was like, oh my God, it's like black and green. Wait, like, you mean a low tad? Yeah, low tad. I'm with like the, the, like the big leaf on its head, man. Bro, that, that shiny is so sick. You're going to have to send me a screenshot of that. I'll do it right now, friend. I'll do it right now. I'm so proud of it. What CP is it? Oh, I See, this is another thing that's really cool about having shinies and also having Pokemon Home. Both those shinies, I put them right into my Sword and Shield game. So I, I just I took them out of the Pokemon Go app because I was like, I, I don't really battle. I mean, like, I, I mean, like I'm starting to get into the battling in Pokemon Go, but that's not really why I'm there. Like, I'm just there to have a good time, have like a chill, chill time, catch some Pokemon, have like a daily routine. And which I'm sure is really different from from how you play and also how Naomi plays because I'm, I'm friends with Naomi on, on Pokemon Go. And yeah. man, so like I said, I started playing this. I was level 14. I think I'm like 24 now. And like, oh, man. she just started like two or three weeks ago. And she is like, she's blown past me, man. I'm, she left me in the dust. I don't know how that's even possible, but I, I'm, I mean, it's not competition, but I'm losing to Naomi. <laughs> Dude, you know, it is a competition to her, and and she's gonna beat us all. She's just. I she's believe gonna, it, man. She's I gonna take it. the chip. She is. She's gonna take it, the dude. chip home, and honestly, at this point, she has it. I mean, she's already halfway through level twenty-eight. I, I don't think I'm getting that much XP, man. I I kind of don't play as much as I did when I was first starting off, but I think I'm gonna start taking some trips to Central Park on my lunch break and stuff and, and going to work early to catch some Pokemon because I got to keep up, dude. Yeah, I got to keep up. I might have to send that to you later. I can't find it. but Yeah, dude, the Lotad is super sick, man. And I actually also, man, really quick on this. I did catch a sh- – I caught a shiny Badoof. <laughs> uh, you know what's so shitty about that, Blake? Is uh, I also caught a shiny Badoof. <laughs> As a colorblind fellow, man, there's not much difference. <laughs> no, there isn't. And as a person who can see color, there's not much difference. Also, really quick, it is like honestly like playing Pokemon Go. They like do a ton of events, and it has been so fun, man. But especially like it with it being the 25th anniversary, man. They yeah. had like a whole Bidoof celebration. They had a whole day of Bidoofery, as a, so <laughs> as Pokemon awesome. Company called it. The day of Bidoof, the day of Bidoofery, and everything that spawned was just Bidoof, man. <laughs> Everywhere. They would literally be like, sometimes I would open the app, Naomi and I would open the app, it would be like, what is going on? Like the whole freaking map would be overrun with Bidoofs. And it Bidoof would be so, everywhere. it'd be so ironic because we're in Harlem and it's like, there are definitely going to be a ton of Bidoofs in Harlem of all places. <laughs> Uh, bro for real man and honestly dude we were texting like the whole day when when it was Badoof day and they actually like they really did promote it like i follow them on instagram and the pokemon company was really really they made a whole slew of just Badoof they were only it. posts and i bet hey, you they were loving it they're probably lo- dying at pokemon <laughs> international company i love that they love that they loved Badoof day <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It just shows that you have some people who really enjoy their job. 
but hey man like honestly i like we kind of joked about this but i think like on that Bidoof day our like our pokemon spirit came out and we became team rocket against the doof man oh man let's not let's not talk about this on the pod man hey i just want to say that both our <laughs> both our characters are now rocking the, the team rocket out there and yeah. i'm leaning into it man man that's perfect i'm gonna i'm gonna dude i'm gonna do it man dude. just save the world from devastation oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have to do for halloween we gotta dress up in team rocket suits bro i would Honestly, man, I would do it. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be it's down so to have goofy, a little man. Team Rocket get up. Naomi would be down, too. I know she would. <laughs> I'm going to tell her about it. We should, dude. I'm about it. And also, man, like, you have, like, on the app, you have, like, little customer characterizations. And it's really cool just to have that. Because, like, that was at the time when, I mean, I don't think they'd ever done those. Like, the character customization outfits. I don't think they'd ever really done nah, that in a, they never in a really... game. I mean, like, they kind of have that in Sword and Shield, and I'm, right now, like, honestly, like I said, man, Pokemon Go really, like, brought me, like, full-on back into the Pokemon universe. I ended up buying a 3DS so I can play some of those older games and checking it out. So I really got to thank Pokemon Go for that. But, oh, but yeah, like, with the the character customizations, they just, like, I don't think they've really had anything, like, before Sword and Shield, I don't think they've had anything as good at the character customizations. And like I really do like I mean I'm really rocking a team out a team rocket get up and I have like this ridiculous Magikarp hat on, which <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> Brandon's making a weird face at me. <laughs> Our it. team rocket get ups are just so silly. I have these glasses that like you do, man. They look like it's like isn't there a gym leader that wears those? I think there might be. It looks like a two like reverse arrows pointing outwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're really having so much fun with this. And like also like there's so many like little things that you can do that are just like it's yeah. like everyday things that are like fun. Like I send on a daily basis, like I send uh Brandon and Naomi gifts on on the app. And you can add like little stickers too. And me and Brandon are, are loving the Badoo stickers, man. <laughs> I'm burning through them, man. I only got a couple left. But every time I get it, every time I get a Mudkip sticker, I was trying to send that to you, man. Do you have any Gibbles by any chance? I do. I do have some Gibbles. Can you can you do me a favor and appraise them really quickly? Tell me if you appraise have any three, them. Any three star Gibbles? Well, well, you you can appraise your Pokemon and it'll kind of tell you their stats. Oh, actually, dude, I. So here's a here's a here's the bad thing about Pokemon Go. This is actually a great example. They had a they had a uh, like a community day where they had like a bunch of Gibbles spawn, and I got a ton of Gibbles. And basically, I I turned one of my Gibbles into a a Gabite, and I want to turn turn him into a Garchomp. How many candies does it take? And it takes a hundred, and I have thirty two. Oh, that's right not now. that bad. I have ninety five because I have a Gibble as my buddy. So if you trade, you're me a close, bunch of- man. If you trade me a bunch of gibbles, I think I could be able to do it. Well, I that's the thing, man. With the with Pokemon Go, I actually they they have a like a set limit on how many Pokemon you can have in your storage. Uh, Every time, like if you transfer it, you do get a like a candy. Do you get more candies if you trade them between trainers? Uh, Yeah, you do get candies, and actually, CP changes. You did you know that since our our friendship level is pretty high, if we were to trade Pokemon, 
the CP would actually increase um, and, and the Pokemon would become stronger. So if I gave you a Pokemon, it would become stronger just because of the simple fact we traded. Wow, man. That's like so many things like that, that like they don't really tell you, but like it's, it's, it's cool to have that. And honestly, man, I think that's kind of like, that's kind of where they get you with Pokemon Go. Like, have you spent any money on this account? Yes, I have. Yeah, me too, man. I, I basically, I've spent about $25. One day I, I spent like $5 or I spent $5 on Pokeballs. And that was actually, that was when I was out in Delaware and Delaware is not as rural as Michigan. So like I was able to have like a better time catching Pokemon there, but like there really was only like one Pokestop I could go to. And I had to like actually leave the house to do that. Yeah. And it's like, I just needed some Pokeballs and but since I was, when I was back in New York, I upgraded my bag storage, which allows you to have more items. And I upgraded my Pokemon storage as well. So that kind of like allows you to have, to have more things. So yeah. that's kind of how they get you like, and honestly, I would say if you're like on the fence or anything like that, like just spend the money. Cause it really just makes it so much more enjoyable to have like yeah. more Pokemon storage and more bag storage. Cause like, you're not going to be stressing about it, but I mean, that's how they get money from the players. I actually, I have some, I have some thoughts on this that I, I kind of wanted to go into. Do you mind if we, if we take a little, a little, not like a tangent, but like just a little side, I guess a little detour. We're just going to take the exit ramp from podcasting to a little bit of Blake's financial corner on, on Pokemon go. Do you, do you mind? I don't mind. Dude, really quick, man. I just want to talk about the financials of Pokemon Go really quick because they they actually they had their most profitable year this year. And I think that's really interesting because the number of users has gone down. So in the when the, the year that it started was 2016, and I actually have some stats that I was able to find. And in 2016, they had 232 million users, which I mean, that's a lot. Like that that people were really playing this in 2016 and I think a lot of people really wanted to check it out. And that's very evident by 2017, there were only 65 million users and in 2018, they've really had a, they had a really big comeback. Um, they have actually about twice as many people that were playing in 2018 than they were in 2017. So that went from that went from 232 million to 65 million users in 2017 to in 2018 they had 147 million users. 2019 they had 153 million users and Damn. in 2020 they had 166 million users. God. So I I'm definitely somebody that joined it in 2016 and then joined it in 2020. And I've really been like I've really been singing its praise man like it's seriously so much fun. I mean, it really is, dude. And I actually, I kind of looked into it because I had some like really big criticisms about it coming into this. And then I kind of like learned more about their, their revenue and how it's structured. So their, their revenues in 2016 were 0.83 billion. And then in 2017, it went down to 0.5 billion. So that's half of, that went from like 830 million to about 580 million. And then it's really gone up from there. And it, it was back into the 0.8 of a billion in 2018, 0.89 in 2019. And in 2020, they had 100, or they had 1.23 billion this year in revenue, or this past year in revenues. 
And I'm, I kind of personally, I'm really hoping that it goes down. So, I mean, this is something that I guess maybe I'll provide an update on later. But one of the reasons is that I really wanted to talk about this is because the, well, there's two reasons. One is from the users. I mean, obviously, like this is the best year that they've had since launch. And one of the reasons for that is they, or in my opinion, one of the reasons for that is they changed a bunch of the accessibility issues or not issues that because of COVID, they like tweaked their settings so that more people could play remotely and you didn't have to like be as close to things to like, you didn't have to be as close to Pokestops to spin it and more Pokemon would spawn around you and an item in the game called the lure, which lures Pokemon to your location that would amplify its effects to where you get more Pokemon where you are, which is really cool that they were able to change those accessibility options for people because of COVID. And they've kind of rolled back some of those and they, they are kind of um, rolling back those, those options for people. Um, so I guess I'd be interested to see what the revenue looks like after that, because I do think that that spike really is because of the accessibility. I mean, obviously there was like a little bit of a spike in users, but it the spike in users is really not that different from the last couple years. And the big change in revenue, I think was because it was more accessible for people to yeah. where people were. Well, I mean, yeah. So like people that normally wouldn't be able to play it, would or we're now able to play Pokemon Go because of those accessibility options, which it's awesome that they have that. And it's kind of sad that they're that they're rolling that back. Because there's a lot of things that we do in Pokemon Go that like I mean obviously like we take for granted as as young able-bodied people. So I'm kind of sad about that. That's kind of sad. But I actually when I looked into it, the the revenue is almost non-existent from people like they don't really make their revenue from individuals like you and me which i thought was kind of interesting they actually they make a lot of their money from like the sponsorships that they have in the app so have you ever gotten an ad in pokemon samsung yeah i was about to say samsung is they they sent me a gift one time and i got like a couple pokeballs and like they like things like that is how they they like make their money and also like a lot of the pokey stops around you, like a lot of the pokey stops around me in my area are like historical sites, but they are also like businesses. So I don't know if you have any of those, but I mean, there are like so many. I'm so lucky that I live in the city because there's just everywhere I am, even in Queens, there's just a ton, ton of gyms everywhere. It's really well supported. And yeah, that's kind of like, like local businesses kind of do that. Which is, I don't really know how that works. I don't know how they reach out. I don't know how Niantic, the Pokemon company, reaches out to these small businesses and puts them on the app. But probably sends them a letter, like, "Hey, have you heard of Pokemon Go?" And then someone like, "It's like I've heard of Pokemon." I feel like the majority of people, if you ask them, like, "Have you ever heard of Pokemon?" I think that it's got to be one of the most recognizable franchises out there. Actually, I, I think it. I think that like Pikachu is probably more recognizable than like other characters like burger king <laughs> like yeah for sure man like that like it, i mean it's totally like a brand i mean well i hate to say it like that but yeah man so and that's kind of like where i was kind of like i was kind of stuck there i was kind of like after i like learned all this i was like kind of upset because like like i said my biggest criticism of the game is like you just it's a totally different experience when you're in rural america and i'm assuming if you're in a rural area of another country it's kind of the same 
it's just like not fun if there's nothing around you. And that is kind of where I was just like, man, like I wish there was more. And one thing that I've always like loved about the Pokemon like franchise is like you really get rewarded for like exploring like the world. And that's kind of really what I thought this was going to be. And it kind of, it kind of really isn't that in my opinion, I don't think it really reward, like it rewards you for going to like places in your world where you can spend money. And I mean, this is kind of like where I'm going to project on the game for a minute. Like it's not really fair to criticize it this way. Like if you're actually like criticizing a game, it's not really fair to Pokemon go to criticize it in this way. Cause this certainly is me like projecting onto the game. And like, I, I, right. rec- I recognize that, but like, I think it would be so cool if like, you could like go to like a state park and like, be like, Oh, like this is the biome of the state park. Like, these Pokemon that normally wouldn't pop up here are going to pop up here because you're being active and you're going to a state park in your like local environment. Like you're exploring the world around you. And I think that's kind of where this, this game doesn't really, doesn't really hold up. And I actually like in coming into this, like I had that mindset and like my family, we always like go to this botanical gardens near my area. And like, I absolutely love it. And like, they just have like all these fern gardens, like these forests, like these beautiful trails. And I went there and I was like, oh my God, there's like so many Pokemon here. Like, there's just like so much. And they had like three, four gyms, like a bunch of Pokestops at like different places around Fernwood, which is kind of, which is what this place is called. It's called Fernwood Botanical Gardens. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like, this is what I envisioned in my head. Like, I love that. And then I was like, oh shit this is a private botanical gardens. Like that's like, it's a business. And that's like, that's why that's there. I'm like, it, it's kind of sad that like, you can't have that experience at like a state park that is actually right. financially accessible. And like, for example, like I live on a, or my parents, they own a lake house and I really wish that there was a way that like I could go out on the lake and see a Gyarados, man. Like they kind of <laughs> actually have that in the trailer. And instead, you just have to catch like 500 Magikarp. And the Magikarp don't even spawn near me. And I, <laughs> I find that so frustrating, man. Like, I wish that you got rewarded for being in different biomes and like different natural habitats and environments, which like, yeah, like, look, like we're like, we're both active outdoors people. And like, that is very much us, proje- or at least me, at least I'm projecting that onto this game. And I, I guess that's not really a fair criticism based on the game. Like, I think that that's where this game goes from something good and it prevents it from stopping it or it prevents it from becoming great. Because, like, just imagine this brand for a second. Like, you literally do research, like, you do, like, research objectives inside the app for Pokemon. What if, for example, you could actually do, like, research projects or research in your area? Like, what if you went to a state park and it's like, hey, this is like, this is an invasive species. Like this is what we're looking for. And if you see like this invasive species of a plant, take a picture of it and send it to the people, like send it to the people that work at this state park. And if that like is actually like correctly identified, like maybe you get like XP or something like that is, that is like what the future of AR is, is, you know? Yeah. And like, that's also like kind of what our, our world needs, like, or at least like in that aspect of like, I don't really know how to say it. It's like not crowdfunding, but it's like like crowd 
it's like here this is a better way to say it, like community run research where it's like there's a lot of things that like need to be done in your area and like if you want to get involved like there are a lot of places in your area that probably need your help um that you can volunteer at but like just imagine if you could do that through the pokemon app and the pokemon yeah. go app like you know what i mean like how cool would that be and you know i think that like that like it's really not a stretch for me to come to that conclusion that like this could help in that but it's you know it's being stopped because of our the system that we're in which you know is a, is a capitalist society and then and, like it really goes to show that like pokemon go like the the good stops and the good gyms like they're at businesses and they're not at like natural natural yeah places around you that are really cool dude and, i think you should you should get a job at Niantic. You got some really good ideas. Dude. I actually, I put that in my notes. I was like, maybe I'll become CEO of Niantic. And <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. If there's anyone from Niantic listening and you need some financial analysts, let me know. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's just like, I just wanted to take like a pit stop, talk about that for a second. And like, we can move on and talk about some more of the fun aspects of Pokemon Go. But I just, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I thought it was interesting. And, you know, both me and Brandon kind of come from like a little bit of a different background when it comes to like capitalism, because like one of the things that they talk about at Patagonia, which is which is where we met, is like it, they kind of have the saying where it's like planted above profits. And it's like, yeah, like we are selling things at the store, but like they're sustainably made and they actually are like good products that last a long time. And it's kind of like we are in a capitalist society and you have to make profits in order to do good and i think that a lot of the times that gets like like the profits come before the company and like the good that you can do and i think it kind of like can skew potential so yeah that was just me kind of projecting on the pokemon go a little bit but dude seriously i've been having so much fun with it and i actually man do you want to do you want to say anything more on it before we before we move on Actually, um, let me ask you this. This is a better way because I, dude, I straight up, I don't understand the raids, man. I've never be, I've never successfully beaten a raid and I've like tried to get into them. Like I've used like a remote raid pass to try and get into something. And then I like had my team of six Pokemon that have like 2000 combat power. I just couldn't make it happen, man. Are you supposed to have like more people? Yeah. The more people, the better. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to visit you out in Queens, and we're gonna have to run some raids because you have to show me the ropes, man. Because I'm, I'm struggling in that aspect. Yeah, and man, also, be, go ahead. I'd be glad to run some raids with you, man. Raids are one of the best ways to get your hands on some like really sick Pokemon. I'm about it, dude. I'm about it. And also, like, I don't understand how. Like, I kind of understand how the gyms work. Like, I definitely like. I definitely went and like beat a gym. Like, I like took out the Pokemon that were there like two or three times, but then I couldn't figure out how to leave Pokemon there. Are you like, are you're supposed uh, to leave Pokemon there, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. If you beat the gym, you cleared it out. You're supposed to leave a Pokemon. You just leave one Pokemon. Yeah. Just one. Okay. I didn't, I don't really, I, I don't really know how that works, man. Also in my area, there's like three, like three clans, I guess. What clan are you? What color? I'm blue. I'm yellow, man. Game. <laughs> yeah, I'm the yellow shirt, and that's so fitting. Yeah, man, I love yellow. But yeah, dude. I also I think that like at the time, like when I read the descriptions, I was like, oh, yellow's the one for me, man. 
I don't remember what it is. Would you know what they're called? The like what the three classes are like the three clans are in Pokemon Go. So team was, Valor, Team Mystic, and team... Teams. So I'm 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 Team Instinct, and you're Team Mystic, and Red is Team Valor. So yellow is yeah. So just to reiterate, yellow is Team Instinct, blue is Team Mystic, and red is Team Valor. And they actually I didn't notice at the time, but they each have like a legendary Pokemon as their like I guess their logo and instinct is Zapdos, Mystic is Articuno, and Valor is the Moltres. Moltres. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. So it says Team Valor relies on strength in battle. Valor members believe that Pokemon are stronger and more warm hearted than humans and are interested in exchanging or in I'm sorry, and are interested in enhancing their natural power. Team Mystic, which is Brandon, relies on analyzing every situation. Mystic's members believe that Pokemon have immeasurable wisdom and are interested in learning more about why Pokemon experience evolution. Naomi's team- also Mystic. Naomi is? Yeah, when we we will like team up on gym, on gyms, which is really helpful for like getting my Pokemon to win battles oh, for fill sure. up gyms. Team Instinct relies on trainers' instincts. Instinct members believe that Pokemon have intelligent intuition and are interested in learning more about the connection of the egg hatching process. Well, I don't know. In retrospect, I don't know which one I joined, but I'm glad. I I'm glad I am where I am, man. And honestly, dude, I think that's really fitting because like I love like the eggs. Like I love eggs and like like video games. Like I love that there's Easter eggs. I love that there's eggs in Pokemon. I just vibe with the whole egg thing, man. I think eggs are like so cool. And also, if you ever wanted to know which came first, the chicken or the egg, it was the egg, baby. It was the egg. No way. And they actually like, they've proved this, man. Because like, if you look at the evolutionary lines of every animal that, that had eggs, they were like, I don't know, like a couple like branches of evolution area like lines that used eggs before chickens were even chickens so boom the egg came before. so you're telling me that there was an egg before there was a chicken and just randomly appeared no i didn't randomly appear it was like it evolved into a chicken like it was something else and then the egg mutated and it became a chicken and then it bred and continued into the chicken line you can look it up. It's actually like if you Google chicken or the egg, which came first, like it'll show you a graph of the evolutionary. It's line. a whole thing. The whole thing, man. Is the egg. Also, yes. dude, I just love I just love when video games have eggs in them. So I don't know. Maybe that's like a weird thing, but I'm into it. I that's mean eggs, eggs are associated with life, and I think we're being creatures that, you know, filled with life. We're obsessed with it. These are cool. Also, really quick, one of the weirdest egg things that I've ever seen in like any kind of medium, while we're on the topic of eggs, there's like that new Tarzan live action movie. Dude, straight up, like he like has like his butler bring him some eggs in the beginning, and he just like like takes a spoon, taps like very elegantly, like taps the top of it off, the top of the egg off, just knocks it back like a shot. Man, the guy's an animal. Oh, I don't yeah. know what Tarzan was doing out there in the jungle, but. <laughs> <laughs> right, My grandpa man. used to do that. Really? 
Yeah, you would just jerk, crack rides and jerk them like that. Yeah. I mean, I can't really. I honestly, I can't really judge him because I put I put raw eggs in my cocktail sometimes. Sometimes it's fitting, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just need that protein and that creaminess. You just need that teen. Honestly, you should add eggs to your cocktails because they make. Obviously, you should wash the egg first. That's how you do it sanitarily. Like, the E. coli does not come from the inside of the egg; it comes from the outside of the egg, and it being contaminated when it goes through the chicken's chloe. I don't know. It's the thing where the egg comes out of. Also, my dog just barked, and that was car. That was custard. So I got two dogs, carbon and custard. So that was custard that you might have heard. Is a little it feature. custard. You got a little feature, yeah. It's my sister's dog, custard. We call him turd sometimes. Oh uh, no! Why? Because he just drops turds everywhere. Uh, when he's being a turd, he's just we just call him custard, but without the cuss. Um, we. <laughs> he's a he's a cute he's a cutie. He has a cute name. I was gonna say something else on the eggs and cocktails, man. Oh yeah, it's like it's just like a cre- it like adds like a creaminess to it, and like it adds like a froth too. So like, if you've ever seen like a cocktail that has like it looks like it has like a kind of like how they have like the foam on the mochas, it, yeah. that that's like from eggs. And you can actually there's like a couple other products that you can do it like if you're vegan, like just use like the vegan egg mix, like the just eggs or like anything like that. And you can add that to cocktails. Like honestly, that might be a better option if you're worried about E. coli. But just use like a vegan egg option. It does the same thing. And I've had it. I've had it at bars with both the egg and the vegan option, and uh, it's no different. So I feel like I'm really, I'm really, uh, I really root for eggs and cocktails. I'm also, I'm a big supporter of lavender in cocktails. So that's let's put some more lavender and eggs in some cocktails, people. <laughs> lavender and eggs in some cocktails. I can get behind lavender as well in my cocktail. It's good, man. I gotta, dude. I really gotta take you out, man. I'm really excited to where we can go out into the city. Yeah, man. I'm legal now. Legal, folks. You can catch some drinks, catch some drinks, and catch some Pokemon. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to go somewhere in Times Square. Some right, good moms out there. Are they real? Are there more Pokemon out there in like Midtown? Yeah, in Central Park especially. Oh man, I I kind of hate that, but like it makes sense. <laughs> Why are there so many in Central Park? Is it just like it's like a tourist kind of thing? Exactly. That's exactly why the game just kind of keeps up with that. But I really liked your idea, and I think you should send an email. I'm pretty sure it's something that they'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I never thought of that, but that, would, that makes a lot of sense. Man, maybe I should, like, maybe I should look into, like, maybe I'll try and, like, look at their website, see if they have any openings. But, hey, dude, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're down for this, but I'm willing to share my, like, friend code so that people that listen to the pod can add me. Or add, I don't know if you're down, but not down. I don't want random people sending me gifts. You don't like you don't want that? <laughs> Should I not? I mean, hey, if you want more gifts, more power to you, Blake. My bag is pretty small though. I can only hold five hundred things. I don't know what my bag is actually. Let me look. Oh, I'm sorry, you're a weak boy, man. I got seven fifty. <laughs> That's a big bag. How many? Gotta, gotta get the Pokemon bag, man. Are you sure you only did one microtransaction, Blake? No, I I did I did three. Oh, <laughs> there we go, folks. I I spent twenty five I spent twenty five dollars on the app, and I I mean like seriously, like I've seriously had a blast. And I the first time I I think I already said this, but I bought 
five dollars to buy some Pokemon or buy some Pokeballs. I was like, if I see a shiny and I can't catch it, what's the good of the app? So, and then I also I was just like, man, like I'm not a broke boy. Like I should just I should just upgrade my bag and my Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I actually I really need to clean out my my Pokemon because I have too many right now. I'm about I'm about maxed out. I actually this weekend I like I was like gonna I like really have some that I can clean out and I was just like lazy and I just I just upgraded my bag this week or my Pokemon thing. But anyways, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hey, if you wanna add me, this is my this is my friend code. Or this is my referral code. Okay. This is this is how you it's the, you share the referral code, right? Yeah. Or is there actually a friend code? There's a friend code that works better, I feel like. Yeah, let me do that. Okay. I got my train. Yeah, this is my trainer code. I'll share my trainer code with you guys if you guys want to add me. Like, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. But you should really play You should really play Pokemon Go because it's seriously, it's like so much fun. I mean, especially like we have a lot of listeners out there in New York. And if you're, if you're playing, if you're, if you're living out in New York, like that is the place to do it for sure. But my trainer code, if you want to add me, is 2340-6587-3534. And I am B-L-L-L-L-A-K-E-E-E. So. <laughs> That's blocky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, my, my trainer code is 2340-6587. Three five, three four. So hit me up. Also, I need I need a single person to do this so that I can get a research. I need to add a friend to to progress my research. So hit me up <laughs> and send me gifts. Also, okay. Well, I I know I said this before on the last thing, but one more thing before we move on off this topic. I I went down and tracked down a Pokeball Plus in in 2021 no way i I, did i tell you that i did this yeah you did okay i was gonna say i was like i swear i told you yeah so basically if you don't know what a pokeball plus is it's kind of like a little controller i'm actually kind of holding it in my hand right now i have like a traveling case for it and it's just like this controller that works with pokemon let's go eevee let's go pikachu and it also works with the pokemon let's go app and it actually it's really convenient for a lot of reasons but when it came out, it was like 60 bucks or it might not even have been that much, but you have to like, when you buy it new, there is a Mew inside of the, inside the Pokeball. So like, so I connected it to my sword and shield game and I got a Mew and that was, that was really cool. But the thing is, it's really, I mean, I'm honestly like, you've probably seen these at stores. Like they were probably on heavy discount because I think that they had a hard time like selling them, but Man, they stopped making these in 2018, and boy howdy, it was really hard to track one of these down in 2021. It was a whole thing. It was a whole spiel. I ended up, I'll tell you the story of what I ended up doing in a second, but what I thought I had to do, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's like one single one left on Amazon, and it's like $100. And I was like, I, I guess I'm just going to get it. <laughs> Actually, let me take that back. It was $180. I was like, oh my oh God, well, I guess God. that's it. I guess that's what I got to do because I like could not find one anywhere. And I did that. And then like when I was checking out Honey 
like the coupon thing. It like gave me like 70% off and I was able to, to get it to like down to less than a hundred, but then I had to pay for shipping and it was like over a hundred. And I was like, this is, this is stupid, but like, I really want it. Like one, I wanted the Mew, but I also like, it has some like things that it does that I'll explain in a second that I was like, those are really cool. I really want those. Like, I really want to be able to do those things. But basically I, it like was like, this is going to be there in a month. And I was like, okay, well that sucks. <laughs> so I was like, let me try and find another one. And I was like, I can always cancel it. If like, that's like the good thing about having Amazon prime. I was like, I can just cancel it. And I like was calling around a couple like shops, like local game stops, not game stops, local game shops around my area. And I, I didn't, wasn't able to find one in Manhattan, but I did actually find one in a, at a game store in Queens, which was so awesome. They, they not only had a new pokey pokeball plus, but it came with let's go Eevee. And it was like a box and the let's go Eevee that I have is like the cover is like from Japan. And I'm just like, I'm really excited to play it because it's like the Japanese. I mean, like I'm going to set it to English as soon as I plug it into my switch, but it's just cool that like the, I guess like art and language on the actual physical box of let's go Eevee is um, Japanese, which is so awesome. I'm just like, I just think that's so cool. I mean, that did actually, that cost me a little bit more because they were kind of like a high end gaming store. I think it's called Poppin games in Queens. So yeah, Poppin games. Let me just make sure that that's right. Yeah. Pop in games in Queens. And if you have like the ability to go to this pop in Queens, Poppin' Games in Queens, like you absolutely should, absolutely should. They have some really cool stuff and you should definitely check it out too, Brandon. I think this might be a little bit far from where you live, but it is really cool, man. It's a really cool shop. How did you get there? You took the train? I actually, hey man, I got to give a huge shout out to my buddy Shanor that I work with. He also lives in Queens and he was able to drive me there. So shout out to you, man. And we went and we got a little lunch, had a lunch date, got some cocktails. It was a good time. So shout out to him. And yeah, dude, honestly, this place was so cool. Actually, I need to, I need to send him a text because they had like this really cool, like Goku. Um, and I think he was thinking about getting it. He was like, man, that's kind of expensive. Cause like they, it was really like high end stuff. And I think I sent you like a, a, maybe like a picture or a video of when I was in the store, but they had like this super boy, like plugged in like to like this display case. And it was like auto playing like an NES game on the super boy, which I was like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, man, I had a, I had a really, really good time there. It's by the bridge. You want to put it in your maps. It, I don't really know where you live in Queens to be honest, but it, it was, it was kind of far for me. I actually like, they close at eight and from where I am, like if I like left my place at five, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> so it, it was definitely a hike for me to get out there, but like with a car, um, like once I was in Queens, it was like a 15 minute drive. So again, shout out to Shanor for helping me get that. That was just like a f- whole fun experience, man. And like he redownloaded the Pokemon Go app in the store. And I don't know why I didn't add him as a friend. So I'm about to send him a text. <laughs> but, dude, it's like, it's really fun, man. And it's really brought like a lot of like, I don't know, just like Pokemon and like good vibes in my life. So I'm about it. And you should totally, totally play Pokemon Go. It's more relevant now than ever. That's all I got to say in 2021, man. Oh, also, I had a nightmare once I got that Pokeball Plus from Amazon. 
It was literally like it was not new as advertised, and it was like yellow and grimy. I didn't even take it out of the plastic. I just like sent it back. But, that was your uh, nightmare. That was a nightmare. Oh, I thought that didn't happen. You dreamt. You dreamt that. Oh no no! It was like a, a in real life nightmare. It was like disgusting and not new. So uh, thanks, thanks third party seller on Amazon. Uh, I actually had to I had to pay ten dollars to send it back to. You, so I, I lost like twenty. I lost like twenty bucks on that one. How much is it? What it is? Because huh? How much is a Pokeball Plus again? When they came out, they were like in between like 40 to 60 bucks but now i mean i i really track try to track one down for like a whole month man popping games is really the only place i could find one and it, it like came with let's go eevee too and it was like 140 like like a combo because i mean like it's also like it's like the cool box and it's like in japanese so it's like a little bit of a novelty but yeah it it's it's expensive to get one now oh but i didn't even talk about what it really does so my bad on that what it does, it's really cool. So like when I'm in the, like, let's say that I'm just like, I actually like was testing this out when I was playing some zombies and I was just like playing some zombies and I had like it all set up and like it, it flashes, uh, if there's like a Pokemon by you that you don't have, it flashes yellow and you just like tap the top and it like throws a Pokeball and it'll do like three flashes and if it catches it, it like does like a vibration and like does like a rainbow it has like a rainbow flashing light. And if you like, let's say you can't catch a Pokemon, it gives you like a flash of red. But it also like, this is how I, this is actually what I bought it for. So like, if I'm at work, I just like, I'll like set up my Pokeball Plus before I'm working. And if it like flashes green for a Pokemon, I just ignore it. Cause you don't have like a good catch rate when that happens. Like when you like just hit the button to do it, like it's not really a good catch rate, but it flashes blue whenever the pokey stop is available. So like, like I said, I can hit three pokey stops from my apartment. So like before my trip out here, I had like 200 plus pokeballs because I just like one day I was like sitting there, like one day I was like, I mean, sometimes I would do it while I'm like playing video games and I'll just like, as soon as I see the pokey stop flash, I just like hit it one time and then it gets all the items for me or like, if I'm working, it can literally like be setting on my desk. And if it like, once it flashes blue, I can just tap the button and it collects the, the stuff for me. And like, it doesn't even really distract me. And like, I do that for a couple hours and you're, you're golden. And I guess there's a way to just, you don't even have to hit the button. You can just like, it just auto does it for you, but you have to have a Pokemon inside of it. And you can't, I don't think you can transfer a Pokemon to it from the app. I think you have to do that from let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee which I have not started that game yet. So it makes it really, really easy to get items, basically. So that, I mean, that was kind of an expensive way to, to do that, but. Cause I, I used to have the watch. I used to have the, the Pokemon Go wristwatch or whatever. Do you know what product I'm referring to? Yeah, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's basically, it's kind of like a, like a Fitbit kind of, but it like doesn't have a screen and it just kind of looks like a, like a, like a teardrop. And then it has like the Pokeball on it. Kind of yeah like yeah and it was really helpful because it would save a ton of like just energy from having to sit there and like actually throw balls at a pokemon it just so what, how did that work man anywhere i went it would just catch pokemon for me and oh. it would also hit pokey stops no way so basically it does the same thing then yeah yeah that's cool yeah i think that there's a way that this pokeball plus can do it auto 
I haven't tested it out yet, but I mean, there's no pokey stops around me to hit anyways right now. So <laughs> anyways, but yeah, dude, I mean, that's about all I have on Pokemon Go. I mean, you might hear more from us at a later date on this because like, like I said, we've really been playing this so much and we're just so excited to share this with y'all. But do you have anything else you want to say before we move on to what's next? No, I think I'm good. All right, man. I really only have one last thing before we ended up here. Or I just want to talk about Ghost of Tsushima really quick. Okay. So me and Brandon have talked about this off the pod. But so I, as you know, I have a PlayStation 5 now. And I haven't really talked about it since I basically said I got one. I've got a couple games and I'm away from my box right now. So I can't really play any. But Ghost of Tsushima, man. I got it. I, I got a couple of games. I have a couple of like first party PlayStation games that I was really excited about checking out. And I just, I was like, I got to check these out, man. And Ghost of Tsushima really stuck with me. And oh my gosh, dude, I'm having so much fun with it. Like, obviously I haven't played it in, the, in a hot minute, but dude, oh my gosh, man, it is so crazy. So if you don't know what Ghost of Tsushima is, Basically, like you're a samurai and you like run around futile Japan trying to save the island from the invading Mongols. And dude, it's just like everything that I've ever wanted in like a samurai game or like a fighting game or like just I don't know, dude. It's just like perfect, dude. I don't know. Well, perfect. I don't know. That's (laughs) that's kind of strong, but I'm just having like so much fun with it. Like you can totally like customize your armor like and it's like really meaningful when you do customize your armor because it's like really hard to get the resources to like actually customize your armor and i don't really want to spoil too much of the beginning but like man like that like intro like that's what i want out of like gaming intros like because like i said like last episode like i was just feeling burnt out after starting all these games and like this one it just throws you right into it and you get like you get to do it and then like it takes a step back and it's like, hey, this is how you do all these other things. And then you're right back into it and like the world opens up. And I thought that was a great way to do it because it gave you like a little bit of a taste of what's to come. So it's like, all right, like when I get through this 20 minutes of chores, I'm like, all right, like, let me add it. Let me add it. I'm so ready to get back to what I was doing. And like the combat is so cool. You can like parry swords. And it's kind of like the souls like mechanics that I experienced for the first time playing Jedi Fallen Order. And man. I'm doing it this time as a samurai, baby. And it's just so fun. Dude, I got to tell you something. Nobody told me that I shouldn't have bought Ghost of Tsushima. But man, I was coming home earlier today and I stopped by GameStar. And you guys know GameStar. You guys know that's my spot. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I was like, hey, you guys have a copy? Well, first I asked, you guys have a PS5? And they were like, yeah, we do. And he, the guy rings it up for me. No and shit. They had a PS5? It was, it was $1,098. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck? No, thank you, man. I was like, no, thank you. But I was also like, do you guys have Ghost of Tsushima by any chance? And he was like, oh, let me see. It doesn't look like we have any out here, but let me check in the back. And they had like two hobbies left. Oh, and shit. How much did you pay for it? I paid $48.99. That's, that's good, man. Because I was I was about to say, like, we, we've been talking about this for a while. I feel like I've been really hyping up this game to Brandon off the pod. And I'm like, dude, just wait, because like you can get a director's cut. They're releasing a director's cut. Like, just wait a little bit. But that's in like a full last month, and 
I mean, you can still upgrade it from what you have. Like, I think you can just pay like a little bit extra. Yeah, you can. And I mean, with buying buying the game used like that, you'll probably be able to get everything, and it'll be about the same. So, dude, I just can't wait to get my my hands on it. I've just heard so much about Ghost of Tsushima, and I just I think if I can find some time after this right now, I'm probably gonna Bro, go. You should play you some. should start it because, like I said, man, it is like it's been. I mean, honestly, like. When you first get into a game, like sometimes it's not the most enjoyable. But like I really liked that intro. Like you should honestly, dude. Oh, also, this is like a couple. There's a couple settings that you're gonna be confronted with when you start Ghost of Tsushima. One, do not have it be, like play back to you in English. Like do English subtitles, but have them like have the voice actors be in Japanese. Like that's an option. Definitely do that. They also they have like a an option that's like Kurosawa films and it basically just makes it like black and white. Don't do that, man. Cause this world is beautiful. It is like, it's also like, it kind of looks like a little pastel-y, a little bit watercolory at times. And like, yeah. that's definitely by design, but like it is, Oh my gosh, dude, it is stunning. Like when you first, I'm not even going to say it, but there's like this forest. And when you get to this forest, your jaw is just going to drop, man. And I am just, Oh, dude, you should play that right now. I, I wish that I could be playing it. In fact, I actually went and bought a PS5, uh, like a second PS5 controller so I could try remote play. And unfortunately, like the timing, like there's a little bit of lag and like timing is very crucial to the combat of Ghost of Tsushima. And it just didn't work. I just couldn't really get to it. So I, I took the controller back because it just wasn't working, unfortunately. But man, oh my gosh. Ghost of Tsushima, dude. We're we're definitely going to be talking about this again, and I'm just like so sad that I can't play it because um, I don't have my PlayStation Five. But that's that's just what I want to be playing right now. <laughs> and you should really play it right now. Like it's really like it's so enjoyable, man. You're you're going to be blown away. Yeah, I think I'm going to take some time to do that after this. Yeah, you should, man. And like really honestly, like if you can give it 45 minutes, you'll be into the game. Like. It's, I mean, like you could honestly, I think you, you can set it down after 20 minutes. Um, but like, really like, cause sometimes it can be a chore to start these new games, but like this one is absolutely not man. And you really should. It's very like rich in the story too, like right off the bat. And oh God, I just can't wait to talk more about it, man. <laughs> All right, did you have anything else, man? Let's see. Playing a lot of UFC still. TK, awesome. I bought a new DualShock remote, mm. a red one, the red one that just came out. For some reason, I think they just came out with that colorway. I saw it on StockX, and that's why GameStar had it. Yeah, I bet they did, man. It's a really nice ride. Yeah, I got the, the PS5 controller that I got that I took back was also red. And that was cool because it had, like, the, the lights on it were different colors. I know I'm talking to, like, maybe a single person that has a PlayStation 5. But if you have a PlayStation 5 and like the white controller has like blue lights and the red controller had like different color lights, you know, that's just about it. But, yeah, man. Also, have you have you seen the I, I actually almost bought a controller today and I, I didn't, man. I made the choice not to. Good job. Because like, jeez, oh, dude, I really wanted it. But like the price was just like too much, man. At this point, by the time this episode comes out, this controller is going to be sold out and probably it. $200 on Amazon and StockX, but the Nintendo company just released the Skyward Sword HD remaster. And they, alongside that, they released these really sick Joy-Cons. 
and they're like the first joy cons that i were that i was like oh my god like these joy cons are like sick and i really i really wanted them but they're asking 80 dollars before shipping like it's 79.99 for these i'm just kind of like man that's, uh, like, that's that's like 20 bucks more than a normal like switch joy cons and i got like some third party switch joy cons that actually like i think they work a little bit better they're like 20 bucks like those things like they're they're kind of some cheap hardware and i i don't know i was like that's like a game and a half like that's a full price first party game and an indie game and i was like no it's just not worth it man so i'm kind of sad that i don't have those but i don't know the price is just like i don't know it's just not there for me oh dude have you seen the the new steam deck that valve released did you hear about that i haven't oh man dude well if i honestly like i hope that if anybody's listening that is interested in this like go look it up especially you brandon so basically like the people that are behind steam which is a company called valve they just released a console and basically it's like a handheld um thing kind of like the switch and like ign reported on it and they did like 20 questions and they have like a like a it's like a five minute youtube video where like somebody from ign is like talking to like the three developers of this and you should really start there i'll try and throw that in the episode description um, but you should really start there if you're looking at this thing it's basically like a switch but it doesn't play nintendo games it just plays everything else it plays like pc games and stuff like that and it's like it's kind of cool because like it's basically just like a more powerful switch and everybody was kind of like expecting like the new switch to be like HD and 4k. Like, I don't think it does 4k, but like it can plug in, like plug into a, like they were kind of showing it and they were like, they were showing somebody playing like death stranding and Jedi fallen order on it, like in handheld mode. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like that's so cool. And it's like, if you have like a steam library or like you're looking to get into PC gaming, like this is like, it's like four hundred dollars. Like if you were gonna like, oh, I'm gonna get the new Switch, for like fifty dollars more, you could get the get the Steam one. Yeah. And like yeah, you can't play first party Nintendo games, but you can play anything on Steam, which is like obviously like PC gamers, like there are just infinitely there's just more games out there that like never get the the first party love, love. and like. Cause it's just so much easier to put it on steam and yeah. Like, yeah. Like Nintendo, like I actually like today got a Nintendo ad and it was like, Hey, like check out these indie games that we have. And it was like four games that I, I kind of like know about them and they're like not Nintendo games. Like they're on other consoles as well. And they're like, Hey, like you can get these on the switch. And I think like, that's what the switch is like, really, like they've been really good about indie games. And, but like now there's like, there's this thing and, it like can hook up to like pretty much any deck it said oh excuse me like pretty much any like USB-C dock like they said hey like this one right here like this one's from amazon i listened to like an ign podcast and they were saying like about the people that they interviewed and they were like yeah like i like they showed me they had like three versions of like just docs that they like switch docs that they bought off of amazon and they're like, yeah, like it works with all these. I think that like there was like a little bit there. Like I think it was like an open face dock and not like how like the Nintendo one you have to like slip the switch in. I think it was like yeah. an open face one, but they were like, yeah, it like works with these. And it looked like really accessible. And they were kind of also like they said in the interview, they were like, yeah, like we're going to open up this software 
or the like the Steam OS or whatever they're calling it for other people to put onto their like if you want to license this like you can license that from us. So I think that's really interesting because like I just kind of bought something that can do like emulations. Like I think I've talked about it before. My RG three fifty one P. Yeah, I think it's been like eighty bucks on that. But like something like that doesn't really have the ability to run Steam OS. But like something like that could feasibly run. Like if they were like, hey, instead of eighty bucks, it's gonna be a two or three hundred dollar thing, and it can run Steam OS. Like it kind of looks like they're like like just trying to open the market up. Cause like the switch I think is like just right behind the Wii and like it's projected to beat the Wii. Like it's definitely like, Hey man, like I, I have a PS5 and like, I love my switch and like, yeah, I can't play the same kind of games, but it is just so easy. Like I literally been traveling like this whole year and I can just take it with me and like can play it in bed. I can play it with a controller on a TV. Like just that accessibility of being able to like play in handheld mode and playing it on the TV to literally be able to switch between that, like yeah. that's crazy. And like now you can do that, but with like good games. Not that like Nintendo games are not good, but like now you can do that with like literally like Death Stranding and Jedi Fallen Order, which are like triple A games. And they're just like they're better fidelity and like it's just like a higher computing power device. So I don't know if it's something that I'm gonna get, but it's like really cool that they're doing that. Yeah, me either. I don't know if it's something I'm going to get, but I'm I'm really enjoying this trend where yeah, we're seeing, you know, these handheld devices. It seems like Nintendo's really gotten into it. It seems like Sony is is going to get into it with the PSP again. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. If if he has <laughs> if PlayStation does another one of those, I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the Steam machine. So I'm excited to see what's what's next there. Did you just call that thing the steam machine? Yeah. We should call it that, dude. Yeah, this it really is, man. It's the steam machine. It's like a handheld steam machine, dude. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that really is what it is. And I think that, I mean, like, this is not like, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a criticism of the Switch. But, like, you. I mean, like, not really. Like, you can't have, like, Netflix on it. But I'm pretty sure, like, they have, like, Netflix as an app that you could have on a handheld. Which Well, you have Netflix on the Switch. No, you can't. I'm pretty sure you can. Or Hulu. Only Hulu. If you could get Hulu, that's weird. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I definitely sure look. You YouTube, you can you can have YouTube. On Switch? Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure. I think you can have it on the 3DS, but I don't know about the Switch. I definitely try at one point I definitely tried to get I mean like honestly, like I don't really stream on these things, but well I do stream on my like my actual box, like my PlayStation uh, or my new PS5, which used to be, I used to stream from my Xbox, but now I just do that. Or I just do it on my phone. Yeah, dude. Well, we've actually, we've had a, we've had a really long episode. Do you want to, do you want to end it up or do you want to talk about anything else? I think I'm, I'm good to call it here, man. Me too, man. So really quick, I just want to shout out our links again and just like our, just like a quick callback to the uh, conversation we had at the beginning of this, this episode. Also, let us know if you're liking the, the new intros and please follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and I guess we'll have our our Twitch links sometime soon. You know, actually, I, I don't have that pulled up. We're going to post our Twitch links on our Instagram. So you'll be able to find all that there. And 
please support us on Patreon. Thank you to the Patreons that have started or that have supported us. Me and Brandon are really kind of thinking about other ways that we can do cool things for our Patreons, to our patrons on Patreon. And yeah, by this time, our YouTube video will be out. So check out our YouTube video. It will <laughs> it will be me talking about the game Path, The Pathless um, for a little bit. And then you can just watch the gameplay that I'm not going to cut out of the video. We'll see if I can figure out a way to speed it up. Because I had it where I could... Anyway, we're just going to stop talking about it. Check it out. Whatever it'll be, it'll be. And we'll, we will make better YouTube videos after this one <laughs> but i still think it's i still think it's worth checking out and it should be enjoyable for you shout out to all those and that's about it party people that's about it for me have a great one seriously go out there and have some fun it's hot guy summer but it can be hot girl summer too there's there's room for both of us in the there's hot summerness under the sun the sun all right dude what's well, been great talking to you man i really enjoyed this yeah man we gotta call it Peace in the streets. Right.